Well, good morning. Hello there again, and welcome to another beautiful Melbourne morning and an episode of Left After Breakfast. Susanna here with you, and the usual team, the usual suspects, will be coming up a bit later. I wanted to say something quickly about job seeker, job keeper, or as it has been described, dividend keeper. Once again, We've seen this fantastic scheme run by the government that allows employers to treat their staff in an appalling manner. We now know that documents from inside the Treasury that have been released about all the JobKeeper payments, and it turns out that employers could sack experienced employees and replace them with workers earning just a third of their salary and get the taxpayer-funded job maker credit to make it cost no more. Now, this is not the first time we've seen this. Not the first time. You get someone working for you, and you've got to pay them 75000 a year. But you can sack them, because after all, there's a pandemic, and, you know, times are hard. But you replace that worker with three part-time workers on wages between $22,500 and $28,000, and they remain in front, very nicely in front, thanks very much to the generous, the generous job maker hiring credit. Isn't that fantastic? Isn't that just good? And that's not the first time that we've seen stuff like that. I don't want to go on too much about it, listener. It really gives me a headache thinking of it. As I said, I've seen this before in other employment schemes. I remember the Employment Initiative Program. I wonder if anyone remembers that, where people could sack their workers and employ more and get paid more than half of their wages by the government for six months. After six months, they'd get rid of those workers and employ more and get half of their wages for another six months. Oh, it's a really big deal, a really wonderful deal for all employers. Are there any employers out there who are actually honest people? Do you, listener, do you know anyone? Do you know a boss who does the right thing, who is honest? Because if you do, please let me know. They really need some promotion to say this is one honest person. I'd like to know and the rest of the listeners would like to know too. Uh, good morning, you're listening to 3CR, the only radio left. Thank you, Bagman. And we'll be hearing from the Bagman a little later on in the program. We'll also be hearing a message from the 3CR resident historian. But before I do anything, I want to play a little bit of music to make me feel a bit better in myself, a little bit lighter, a little bit less angry with some of the absolute bastards there are out there who take every advantage to rip us off. (laughs) 
as I said, we have a message from Glenn, the 3CR resident historian. His and her historian, our historian. Well, Glenn, it's been a while since we've heard from the 3CR resident historian. People have been complaining about your absence. Hello, my dear. Well, I've been been quite busy. Pandemics are no fun, but I'm back very soon at 3CR. And I might um, I might just touch on the uh, the old days of a new guard, the bad old days of a new guard. The new guard. You see a similarity now, do you? Well, we've seen the the fascists on the streets of Melbourne lately, the uh, the freedom marches, and the new guard were a better dressed version of the freedom marches. Oh well, I look forward to that, and all the listeners will look forward to it as well. And if a listeners tune into Radio 3CR 855 on your AM dial on a Friday morning at 9 o'clock, you'll hear myself and yourself. Susanna Duffy's left after breakfast. Until I turn up next week, chocula. Chocula indeed. Our day will come. And it will, listener, it will. And you will be hearing from Glenn, who is incredibly overworked but then all health workers are incredibly overworked at the moment my god what a job they have i complain about i have to clean my fridge much less my stove which sends me into hysteria when i think about it but i'm so glad i'm not a health worker in these times you're listening to 3cr 855 am on digital and on the internet www.3cr .org.au And it's time to hear from our regional correspondent, the BL from the bush. Morning comrade, morning listener. This is the uh, BL for the bush calling in, hoping you're all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and uh, getting them arms jabbed. Suzanne, it was a great show last week, I must say. Um, a good story on the... Uh, Cashless welfare card, which I hate using that word welfare, but uh, and Indu, it was um, very informative, and we we talked about this earlier about um, that people are held under this um, cashless welfare card. Well, as we said before, that it's in legislation; it's sitting there now. This uh, card can be forced onto any pensioner anywhere at any time. All they have to do is invoke the legislation. It can be you and me or anyone else that uh, is in receipt of. Social security entitlements, pensions, or whatever. So it's there, and it's to their discretion to when and where they use it. And politicians have been asked about this, about it being used for everyone, and they say, "Oh no, no, it won't happen. That's 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 never that's never going to happen. It's just you know, it's, we just want to implement it in the apartheid system we have here for our indigenous people." Well, the simple question again to that is: is in well. What's it, what's it doing there? Why is it in there? Why, why is it worded that like that, that it can be implemented at any time? In other words, just get rid of it then. If, it, if it's no big deal, if it'll never be implemented across the country and across to everyone, well, get rid of the bloody thing. It uh, don't seem to want to do that for some reason. So, uh, yeah, uh, good on you. Comrade, um, we don't really want to fill our audience and people with a fear, but it's just... Just let them know that what this government can do and will do at any time they want, it's there. It's 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 for you to be um, to be very wary of. Just like the uh, the 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 tax cuts they're going to bring in for the wealthy people that really don't need it. More tax cuts for them. This trickle down economy, economists that they want to try and 
give a leg up, you know, thinking it's going to going to affect everyone. Well, it doesn't. It never has worked and never will work. It only affects the people with money. Now, I would have been thinking along the lines, given our current situation that we're we're facing with the uh, the pandemic and our poor comrades and work workmates that are in the hospitals, just absolutely exhausted, run off their feet. You would think that they could forego that tax cut and give that money and pour that into the hospital system, which is going to be at just it's just going to break under this weight of uh, infections that are rising and rising and people that are just too lazy and selfish to get vaccinated are getting carted off there to hospital and they're demanding to be vaccinated in the back of ambulance and they've been demanding to be vaccinated when they get to hospital. Well, you know, too late. And all this added pressure to our fellow workers in the hospital is just appalling. So how about throwing some of that money you're giving to the people that don't need it into into the system that is already crippled and could really do with it? Well, we're having a crack at them, Mosewell. It's at the LATO again. Like, this is a mob that refused to give out the information for... uh, of the companies that were in receipt of JobKeeper and Dividend Keeper, all the companies that got a big, huge quid, they didn't want to list it. Just said that they there was some act that they can refer back to that they don't have to. I'm just wondering what they're going to do now after that story the other other night about the Pandora Papers, where all these rich, rich and famous people around the world are um, siphoning their money and companies and whatever. And in amongst all that, there was a heap of Australian companies. I don't know them all off by hand, but um, I just wonder if the ATO are really going to grow a set and and chase these people and these companies, hound them like they do with with people that are in research of social security entitlements and may have been overpaid or may have made a mistake or whatever. You know, that's the the Australian services, which is the mob that gets so-called, gets the money back from the people that have been defrauded in the country. And that's the jackboot recovery team, Australian services. So I just wonder if the ATO are really going to be chasing these tax avoiders and multi-millionaires stashing their money away so they don't have to pay taxes, so the money can't be used to go into the hospitals in crises like this to help us. So I just wonder, you know, just another one of Scotty's little uh, do-nothing jobs. Speaking of Scotty and the boys up there in the house of boys and girls up there in the house of debauchery, the, um, I see old Barney. Barnaby's back, the old adulterer, the old climate denier. He's, he's, up, and, he's up and about. He's finally uh, had enough of social media. Apparently, they've had a go at his half and quarter. They've had a bit of a crack at his daughter, supposedly having an affair, and he said, it's no, it's it's all lies, it's not going to happen. Anyway, the, the cowards on social social media and whatever that really putting the boot into him and having a crack. So he's outraged, he's up in arms, and he wants wants all this to um, this stuff that's happened on social media to be to be sorted. So there comes old Scrody, he gets up there next day or whatever, he says, yeah, yeah, it's appalling, it's, um, it's shocking, it shouldn't, shouldn't happen. You know, we, we, we really look into this. Now, it's funny how, well, it's not funny, but it's, it, it, it's because as soon as something happens to a politician or theirs, they're all up in arms about it. They're, they're, they're crying foul and this shouldn't happen and we'll put a stop to it because it's, it's denigrating them and it's a whole thing. But parents of children 
have been screaming about this for years and years, how the kids have suicided over the same thing, and it just hasn't happened to yesterday. This has been going on for quite some time, but it's just been ignored. Because who are they? Oh, they're just, you know, just normal people. They're not politicians, so, oh, you know, different rules again. Now, you know, there's, as I said, kids have suicided over this, over this shit that goes on on these social medias, and there's been quite a few that have written to politicians and said, can we do something about this because it's an epidemic? But no, nothing was done. But uh, now, as soon as, soon as one of the politicians get a bit of a, a bit of a rev up, oh, it's all front page news and yeah, yeah, we're going to do this, you know. It reminds me a bit of, of how they treat, how they treat the situations, uh, listener. Domestic violence and uh, family violence issues come up. One person, one woman a year, a, a, a week getting killed or whatever, and they all get up there and they tell sad stories and bow their heads and, do, and try and stop it and do nothing, throw a whole heap of money at it to someone else that'll take the cream off it and, and virtually do nothing. But that's the Morrison government, that's the way this mob are, do nothing, take their time until it actually uh, does affect them. As you said tonight, uh, last week, Susanna, the, uh, there is an election in the air. I'm sure that in future weeks to come, we'll be doing our best to uh, highlight the inadequacies of this government, and also more, more to anything else is the, is what what they are allowing to happen under their watch or straight under their noses, which uh, gets me on to the uh, the next uh, next item, which we talked about it at length. Yourself, the bag man, we've all had a bit of a go. It's just this. This rise of whitening extremists in the country, how they've infiltrated union movements, businesses and public services. You know, it is it is there, it, it, it's real and it's frightening and it's concerning. It, and it's, if anything really needs to be looked at, it's this. Now, the whole thing is that it should be really mindful, uh, listener, of what could be around the corner. And it's it's all to do with history. We've seen what happens, and, and Susanna's rightly called them brown shirts. Well, they're not part. The only thing that's wrong with them, they might add a few of them might add some fluoros on or whatever the other day. But but underneath it, the the whole thing is is about fascism, and is about how it how it um, how it can take off. So to be a bit mindful of uh, really what's out there. So just a bit of a sobering um, a sobering thought for you, uh, listener, is that the next thing you know. You know, your noses will be filled with the smell of burning books and your ears hearing the sound of a, uh, the leather-soled jackboot coming down the street to arrest you, to harass you, uh, or, or rattle those infamous words in someone's ear, papers, please. So that's something to uh, <laughs> to have a bit of a, a bit of a, uh, a bit of a think about, listener. Just on the uh, uh, this government again, say this a bit, and I know Susanna and the Bagman have too. Is that? Find yourself a bit of time to um, speak to as many people as you can about the inadequacy of this government, the way that they treat people that are in dire need, our most vulnerable people, those in support of, in, in, in receipt of social security payments, the lack of funding for our hospitals, or when they do give it, that it's it's at a cost. There's got to be some 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 deal at the end of it. The place, the you know, the the place is buckling under the pressure, and all they want to do is get something from return of what just should be everyone's right. So, just something, get out there and 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 talk it up, comrades, talk it up, listener. Because we, we we can't have another term of this mob, otherwise we all will be in, in 
dire straits because uh, you know they they just they just want to have complete and utter control over how we live our lives and uh, what they want to do with our money and who should be getting it and who shouldn't be and at what cost. Well, the cost is our is our society and our community. So, well, and, and just just on that is that just shows you what you know, like the the Glasgow uh, the climate just on climate change briefly is that you know you've got you've got the Glasgow climate uh, thing coming up shortly and uh, Morrison's arm and an arm whether he should go or not. Like is is I don't know what what you need for these people to realise that, that the world is the world, the whole world is is in big trouble. If we don't all get together, don't all do it together, uh, there ain't gonna be much left for, for your kids or your grandkids. So he's stumbling around up there uh, and uh, ministers, uh, they're all just sort of thinking arm and arm, we go, we contribute, what can we do? No, no, they, they just think it's better to go running in and out of court suing people for defamation because their feelings got hurt. Oh, well, you know, I got called this on social media, da, da, da. well, you know, um, I think the climate change or the climate heating or to to address it at a forum like Glasgow would be more important than running around in courtrooms. Um, so... You know, there's there, there's there's a bit there in the future. Follow in the coming up weeks, we'll sort of good old Scrody and the uh, and the mob up there what they haven't done and what they what they um, what they haven't done for us people to pay them and what they've done just to keep keep their asses on a bit of leather. Um, so that's probably just me for the day, comrades. Just just finishing off, I'd just like to say. Uh, uh, talk about uh, the passing of a good old um, BLF comrade, uh, Peter Castles, a.k.a. No Legs. He passed away last week after a long illness. Uh, and No Legs was a staunch builder's labourer and uh, activist, unionist, and uh, another one that's uh, that's decided, that you know, another one that's left the place and... Um, his legacy will always be around, as as I said, as a good uh, good unionist, and um, will be sorely missed. So, I'll uh, with that, comrades. I'll go out on the same old way. Dare to struggle, dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. Good morning from left after breakfast. And now it's time for another popular correspondent, and that's Mark Buckley. Ask Bucko; he'll tell you. The country is on a knife edge. We're all wondering if Scott Morrison will go to Glasgow or will he not? He's presumably going through a long dark night of the soul, deciding whether he not wants to represent Australia at this important international conference, which just might light the way forward on global warming. Does he hold a microphone though? Should he put Australia's future first or should he stay behind? and try and stitch up an election win while the rest of the world is trying to save the planet. Australia or Scott? Glasgow or Sydney? All his close friends will be there, although Mr Macron will prove hard to pin down to a meeting. Has Scott got the guts to attend? 
or will his leadership fail to deliver a credible pathway to emissions reduction? Will 2030 be the new normal target date? Will Scott continue with his nonsensical technology, not taxes refrain? There are several other issues bubbling away. New South Wales has just reopened. Many say it is overdue, while many believe it was too early. Time will tell, but no matter which way the number of cases goes, Morrison will claim it as a victory for common sense. Hospitals across the country are struggling. He believes it's a state responsibility, except that during a global pandemic it becomes everyone's problem, and it is our money. Victims of domestic violence have run out of funding, again. Parliament House in Canberra continues to be unsafe for women to work in. We are failing to deliver on the challenges of biodiversity loss. The Minister signed up to the latest UNESCO agreement, but 30% of the country is not included. How will that work? Should we say goodbye to the koala? Luckily, she saved the Great Barrier Reef. Oh, sorry, that she wasn't actually saving it. She had its status upgraded from in danger. That didn't actually help because the National Party are still reluctant to roll up their high-vis sleeves and, and help. The country is drowning in malfeasance and public corruption. Three years later on, they don't want a real National Integrity Commission because it might be too strict. Strict, they just want to be above the law. Mr Morrison believes that Gladys Berejiklian's resignation sent an alarming message. He saw it as unfair and an example of a kangaroo court or even of trial by media. Many saw it as being more of a, if you're a person of interest, we'll investigate your behaviour. There was no trial, no verdict, no compulsion to resign. She resigned as a person of interest, which means she may have a case to answer. Not for being unlucky in love either but because she looked the other way when her boyfriend appeared to break the law. As Premier, she had a positive duty to report any suspicious activity. The governments of Australia continue to lock up children who are 10 years old. Our Attorneys-General are paralysed by a hand-wringing incompetence. They feel a need to publicly punish 10-year-old children, somehow, which shines a ghastly light on the legal profession. If these are the brightest and the best the law schools have to offer we might need to change the paradigm. Barnaby Joyce wants to run another pork barrel raffle. He thinks if it is OK to do it in Sydney, why not do it in the regions? Watching Barnaby speak about the farmers and the miners and the wooden houses and the iron roofs and whenever he goes to a restaurant, he usually finds out the price before he orders a meal, rounds up his cattle on Sundays. He wants to shut down social media companies though he was not too fussed by the lack of a a price for submarines last week. So just another daily word salad from our Deputy Prime Minister. Angus Taylor has claimed that the Business Council of Australia wants a carbon tax. He also continues to want to sequester carbon, which has been proved to be a dud technology, both expensive and useless. Even Twiggy Forrest agrees that it doesn't work, but forge onward, Angus. Matt Canavan and George Christensen continue their result, their revolt, I should say, against the science and their own government, which has tried to pivot away from its knuckle-dragging climate ways. Another of Scott Morrison's tricky moral and social dilemmas, can he take Jenny with him? What if he meets up with Greta Thunberg or some other difficult female? Greta's now 18, so she's becoming even more of a threat to the mental health of the world's leaders who, as we know, are mostly middle-aged, white 
and Christian. So there's plenty happening. Tune in for more news from Tiny Town next week. Thank you for listening. And you can find Bucko at markbuckleymedia.com. That's Mark with a K, markbuckleymedia.com. Shirts in with dogs and mace I'll hold the line, won't step away Cause you can't break me I belong, you belong We belong to the union Don't count me out when I'm on the floor We'll win again, we've won before The streets will ring with a mighty roar Cause you can't break me Stocks rise up on workers' backs Profits soar while you hand out the sack Boardroom bullies, bloated and fat But you can't break me Australia's sold to mates offshore Backroom deals and shonky law This day has come, we say no more You can't break me I belong, you belong We belong to the union I belong, you belong We belong to the union I swear I'll never lay down and die I'm in the union, mate, got a right to belong We'll be back, millions strong Women and men united as one Cause you can't break me There's a warning here to the men in grey The pipers come, it's time to pay We're taking back what you stole away Cause you can't break me Well, Bagman, good morning to you. Good morning, Susan, and good morning to all your listeners. And you find me in fine fettle this morning. As the late and great John Cummins would have said, uh, you find me bright-eyed and bushy-tailed because I've just just, uh, had handed my parole papers uh, from the hospital. So um, I'm out. Uh, free, walking the streets of Melbourne. 
walking the streets? Well, I'm not really walking the streets, but if I do walk in the streets, I will make sure that I'm properly attired, that I've had my vaccinations and that I'm wearing a mask. And I must be quite positive here, Susan. Uh, the last few days, um, I've noticed everybody, almost everybody, wearing a mask uh, when they're going about their daily business. As they should. Well, it it's all you know. You you, you hear about the anti vaxxers and all that sort of stuff, but it really gives you confidence and makes you feel better as a human being that you see other people uh, doing the right thing. Now, when you take into account, Susan, the vaccinations, um, there has been thirty million vaccinations in this country. Uh, in the last 12 months. Now, some of, most of them are second-dose vaccinations uh, and a fair majority are first-dose vaccinations. But what really encourages me is the amount of young people from 12 to 16 who have fronted up to get, to get a vaccine. It is really, really encouraging. I think those young, young people are really showing us old-timers, something to learn by. Indeed. Indeed. (sighs) Well, you know, I've got to say this, Susan. Uh, You you might disagree with me, but there is an anti-vax movement, whether you like it or not. There might be people who genuinely believe that vaccinations will cause them harm. Now, I know you're going to disagree, but the simple fact is now that that anti-vaccination movement has been hijacked. It had been hijacked by the loonies and the lizard people. So they really have no credibility at the moment. But I really do feel concerned for the abuse, the harassment abuse of healthcare workers uh, in Victoria, who are being subjected to abuse as they're carrying out their frontline duties. Well, I was speaking to one of those health workers earlier on today, our yeah. 3CR resident historian. Oh, yes. And he said, yes, it's pretty bad out there. Now, you know, Glenn, he works very hard. Oh, yes. And my heart goes out to him trying to do his job and being abused by morons. But I say, Bagman, that the poor, stupid anti-vaxxers who used to be just in Nimbin or places places very similar, there are a couple more places like Nimbin, and you say they've been taken over by loonies and stuff. I say they've been infiltrated and taken over by dangerous, extreme right-wing elements which are appearing in Australia. I agree with you totally, Susan. And that's why I was being gentle when I said loonies and the lizard people who, who get their medical advice, not from the scientists, but from a computer, from a Pentecostal uh, site uh, in America. That That's the worrying thing about this, Susan. But you know, the good times are about to come. 
you know, we are about to come out of lockdown fairly soon. And we will be able to travel interstate and overseas. We will be able to go to restaurants. We'll be able to go to pubs. We'll be able to go to sporting events. While we sit back and we laugh and we clap uh, at these people who will be turned away from those venues. Well, I would recommend that people who are vaccinated, like yourself, Bagman, mm. get their digital certificate and you can put it on your phone. I've got it. On your phone? On my phone, yes, on my phone I've got it. I've got oh. my vaccination certificate and whatever. So, you know, the problem is, Susan, that I'm compromised uh, in my health so that if I was to catch COVID uh, from a non-vaccinated person, um, there's every chance that I wouldn't pull through. Oh, don't. And, don't, no, don't, no. Say, don't say that. Don't say that. No, no. no. I'm not putting the mic on myself, Susan, but uh, you really do have to take that, uh, that sort of thing into account. But we will be sitting back and we will be laughing but the tragic side of the whole anti-vax movement, and it's already happened here in Victoria, and it's already happened in Sydney, uh, where people are being abused and assaulted for simply asking for what the, uh, the law requires them to ask. Now, I will make an austral anus prediction, Susan. I don't make them very often, uh, even though I was was right with one of my nostril anus predictions back in 1982. But there will be bricks thrown through windows. There will be restaurants that are set alight. There will be people, frontline troops, uh, there will be um, assaulted at their place of work. Now, I know that you've got a podcast and you've organised a podcast system so that we can look back on that, Susan, when it does happen and we can say, well, we told you so, uh, but we don't want to tell you so. We don't want that sort of thing to happen. Uh, but it is happening and people, you know, we've already seen that, Susan. We've seen these loonies and lizard people who were running around the streets of Melbourne only two weeks ago spitting on nurses, spitting on a nurse. Can you imagine that? No, because I thank the nurses for everything that they do and I thank them for everything they have done for me over the years. When you cook, it's the nurses who care for you. Oh, that, uh, I couldn't agree more. I, I'm in love, in love with every nurse uh, that walks this planet. The, the fact is that they will be abused, they will be harassed, and they will be physically assaulted by the loonies and the lizard people uh, that roam the streets. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to single out. There are people out there that genuinely believe that they shouldn't um, inject some foreign material in their body. Now, 
they can have that belief. I don't care. Well, as long as they come near me, I don't mind that. Well, it's a genuinely, I would hope it's a genuinely held belief. But as I said before, that uh, anti-vaccination movement has been kidnapped. There are people who genuinely believe that the world is flat. Oh, yes. It doesn't mean doesn't mean I don't think they should shouldn't be locked up. <laughs> if people That's... genuinely believe that they don't want to have anything injected in, into their body, well then I recommend straight away that they stop eating. Don't eat any food and I recommend that they stop drinking the water. Well, stop drinking the water for a start. There's obviously something in it that's not agreeing with them. But let them not eat and not drink. Then they won't oh, be getting they won't well, get any any foreign bodies into their body, will they? What about not smoking? Now there's something like oh, I won't quote the figure, but it's an astronomical amount of the amount of chemicals that are in uh, cigarettes, yet people go around smoking them like chimneys and then they refuse to have a vaccination. They don't mind going to the tattoo bar and having their body tattooed, but they won't have a needle in their arm that not only will protect them, but will protect people like you and me and family members and other members of our family and whatever. It's for everybody's good. Well, I mean it. Let them stop eating. <laughs> well, well, you don't uh, know what's in the food, do you? Well, of course you don't, and I'm pretty sure that there are plenty of chemicals in the food, including fast food, um, but we Especially. won't go into the fast food manufacturer. Hey, I tell you, have you seen, have you... Have you caught up with the the, the best uh, game in town? The what? The latest game in the latest game in town oh. is called iBack. Now, people who have got a computer just have to put iBack I B A C into their search engine, and you can find out what's happening uh, in the uh, in the courts at the moment regarding. Branch stacking in the Australian Labor Party. Now, oh. now I know that I couldn't convince you that there has been branch stacking. I've been in the movement uh, since I was 15, and I've never heard of it. Branch stacking? Oh, my God. What, <laughs> are the, what is it going to? And, <laughs> Susan, I've got to take into account that while I might have my tongue firmly planted in my teeth, uh, in my cheek when I say branch stacking, never heard of it. There was a, a house, a weatherboard house. Now, I live in Coburg, uh, the multicultural city of Coburg. There was, a, uh, there was a weatherboard house two streets from me where there was 89 people registered with the Australian Labor Party living there. Now, do you reckon that would have been a bit crowded? Well, look, some people don't have the same um, feeling that we do of, you know, personal privacy. And 89 people, you could possibly fit them in. I'm just thinking about my little weatherboard house, and I think I could fit 89 people in if we had people <laughs> if we had people standing up in the bedrooms 
and standing up in the hall and in the lounge and in the kitchen. Oh, hang on. That made, oh, yes, if, if they were standing up in the bathroom and the toilet, I reckon I'd make it. Well, uh, maybe I should put a finer point uh, on it, Susan. 89 members of the Australian Labor Party living in one house. Ah, uh, well, that's a different kettle of fish. <laughs> you, said, uh, you said you joined the Labor Party at 15. When I was 15, bag man, mm. I... I had a choice of joining the Catholic Bushwalking Club or, oh. the, or the Young Labour Association. Well, I joined the YLA and I was a member of the Labour Party up until Bob Hawke and the overturning of the uranium policy. Oh, right. Yellow Cake Bob, we called him. And that was the end of my personal involvement with the Labour Party. And the last few years, I've been a bit concerned, but I have never, ever, ever voted for the right-wing Conservative Tory bastards like the ones currently running the country. Absolutely not. And, you know, we always state, Susan, we're not anti-Labour. We're definitely not anti-Labour movement, uh, anti-Labour party. We are disappointed in <sighs> now what what about sadly it? disappointed sadly yes, disappointed sadly disappointed that's right Susan but I suppose we have to keep keep going on um, because you know the simple fact is before we get on to the main point uh, the simple fact is Anthony Albanese is not cutting through the sooner they put a woman in charge of the Labor Party and there are elections coming up fairly soon, at least we won't waste our vote because if they have a woman as a leader and Tanya Pribisek is pretty smart, um, Ms Wong is pretty smart. She's uh, in the Senate. Yeah, well, doesn't matter. They, they can always transfer down. They can always be kicked down to the ears. They will have no chance of winning because, Susan, no one will vote against the Morrison government while there is a pandemic going on, no matter how badly they have handled uh, the vaccination rollout. It's almost criminal the way they have handed, uh, handled the uh, vaccination rollout and uh, people will not vote against a government that gives them money. Even though job seekers have gone out the window, uh, employers will not vote against a government that gives them, uh, gives them money. And I would suggest the sooner they've got a woman in charge of the Labor Party, the better off every Australian will be. Um, I've got a possibility. What about Irene Bulger? Oh, yes, we. I think we, didn't we a couple of years ago run Irene Bolger for, for the PM or for the Senate? We should have. We should have. We didn't do it. But, uh, yeah, she'd be all right. Why not? Yeah, better than elbow, I'm sorry to say. That's right. Poor no, old elbow. No, look, nice bloke, nice bloke, probably a good bloke, but just doesn't cut through, doesn't seem to be able to land a punch on his opposition. 
But let's talk about something else, something important to say. Have you seen the news this week? Well, it depends what you mean. Well, a member of the Victorian Police Force by the name of Crystal Mitchell came out a couple of days ago on an anti-vaxxer, anti-lockdown, anti-masker YouTube site that to to declare that she was quitting the Victorian Police Force after 16 years because of the government's lockdown regime. Good minute, Stuart. Well, Susan, we are entitled to ask. Now, she was interviewed by uh, the facto Premier of this state, Neil Mitchell, on more radio this week, and he didn't ask her some relevant questions. He didn't ask her if she had been on the front line uh, having bottles of piss, uh, bottles of beer thrown at them and rocks and whatever, because the simple fact is this woman has been working from home since the, vac- uh, since the pandemic has taken effect. Now, How can you work from home when you're a police officer? Well, I don't know. She might have children. I don't know, Susan. But you have to ask. You're entitled to ask. Is she a member of the anti-vaccination, anti-vaccination group? Is she a member of the anti-lockdown group? Is she a member of the anti-masker group? Uh, Because she has not been on the front line of troops that have been subjected to the violence that they've been subjected to over the last 12 months at least. Look, we're even entitled to ask. Now, we make no accusations, but we are entitled to ask. Is she under investigation by the Ethical Standards Division of the Police Force for her private discussions with organisers plotting riots and civil disobedience over the last six months. Has she been a a valuable source of information? What? Yeah, well... We're entitled to ask those questions, Susan, because in her interview on War Radio, she refused to say that she was an anti-vaxxer. She said, no, that's not part of the interview. My private uh, uh, opinions are mine. But I will guarantee I'll put London to a brick, as they used to say in the classics, uh, that she... Uh, is a source of information to those groups that have been running riot throughout the state. They should have asked Rushkan, was she a member of his group? That's that's right, Rushkan, Rushkan Fernando. (laughs) He's always in there, but, you know, when, when her comrades were being assaulted with bottles of urine, rocks, beer bottles, etc. And she's enjoyed of safety of being stood aside because of information. Has she revealed it to the perpetrators? These are questions we're entitled to ask. But you don't you don't resign from the Victorian police force on an anti vaxxer, anti lockdown, anti masker 
YouTube site. That gives away um, your whole refondeur. How, you, like that, you like that bit of French? What was it again? Oh, I forget. <laughs> it probably wasn't very good at all. Um, but uh, anyway, my my concerns are for the people that are working in restaurants, are working the frontline streets that don't get the recognition they desire, that work in the supermarkets, uh, copying abuse uh, and whatever. Uh, they're not they're not paid, not on their pay rate, um, to be abused uh, by whackers, and that, that's not a bad term for these people. Let's forget about calling them loonies and lizard people. Let's just call them whackers. Brown shirt whackers. You know what I say about them. They are brown shirts. This is fascism on the rise. Well, I was talking to my doctor this morning, and my doctor is fairly well connected as a, a former uh, president of the Australian Medical Association. And he has been um, tried on by people who are saying, could you give me a certificate because I've got asthma and I don't want to wear a mask. Now, I can tell you that they get short shift. Uh, from my doctor when they ask if they can not have a vaccination or not wear a mask. And this is a brave new world that we're coming into, Susan. And it's a world that I'm going to enjoy, that I will have the freedom that I have to travel, to do whatever I want to. Um, and a certain amount of these whackers uh, will not have the same the same rights as me. Now, you may call it discrimination, but when it means that they are not allowed to infect me with a deadly disease because they don't want to be vaccinated, then it's not discrimination. It's, it's a safeguard for me. I wonder if these people, whackers as you're calling them, <laughs> I wonder what their mothers thought about the polio injections did their mother say no i don't know what's in it no i'm sure that they didn't susan we could go to polio diphtheria measles and whatever and those people are still standing you could argue it probably affected their brain but it hasn't it's been a life-saving condition that they've had since their mothers vaccinated them well, you know, I'm wondering if perhaps their mothers did the wrong thing. Oh, no, their mothers haven't done the wrong thing. No, no, no. Um, they vaccinated their children and they made sure that they were able to grow up to be adults and make up, well, I was going to say make up their own mind, but they're not making <laughs> up their own mind. They're, they're, they're on their computer uh, listening to the anti-theorist, the Pentecostal sites from America, the right-wing nut jobs that uh, tell them that uh, if they uh, if they get vaccinated, they'll grow another head. Well, it might make them look better. Oh, well, there are some rough heads around there, Susan. But anyway, uh, enough of them. I'm not going to get grey hair. I've already got it. I actually, I had blue hair. It blew away. Uh, but I've still got some left. 
but I'm not going to get ulcers, grey hair or whatever worrying about these whackers from this point on. As soon as the lockdown, we're out of this lockdown and we may be out of it sooner than later because of the people that have been taking the effort to go and get vaccinated, we may be able to have our freedom and not the freedom that the Cutludge Commandos have been talking about. And on that note, Bagman, I'm just oh. looking, I'm just looking at the window at the Collingwood Town Hall clock. Oh, good, because I can't see the Coburg Town Hall clock. Um, but uh, you, are you saying it could be time for us to leave the program? I'm saying, yes, it could be time for us to go. Well, if that's the case, why not go out the same old way? Oh, why not? Dare to struggle. Dare to win. If you don't fight. You lose. You And good morning from Left After Breakfast. And once again, thanks for listening in. Thanks for coming along for the ride. And you can come along for a virtual ride with me on a virtual tour. Just turn on your device, your laptop or your phone, and I'll take you on a tour to some of my special places around town. Spice Shops, Queen Vic Market, Luna Park, Arthur's Seat, Wildlife Sanctuary, Wineries. Oh, so many places I forget how many I'm going on. And you'll find my tours at haygo.com slash Susanna. That's H-E-Y-G-O. Haygo.com slash Susanna. You can spell my name, S-U-S-A-N-N-A. What I will be doing in December, of course, dear listener, is going up to Ballarat for the Eureka anniversary. And if you can't make it up in December, well, you can come with me virtually. I look forward to seeing you there. And I'll catch you on the radio next week. Same time, same place.